Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations, the Monday edition. I am your host, Althea Richardson. Today's show is sponsored by Anchor.fm. If you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. So today, my special guest is Miss Kimberly Spencer. Kimberly Spencer is an award-winning high-performance coach and trainer, Amazon best-selling co-author, international motivational speaker, and the founder of crownyourself.com, helping high achievers build their empire and sparkle with holistic fulfillment in their bodies, businesses, and relationships. So sit back and enjoy this interview with Miss Kimberly Spencer on Wove Inspiration, the Monday edition. Kimberly, thank you so much for being on the show today. Althea, thank you so much for having me. Well, I am just excited that we are we have finally connected. We are in 2020. I am so excited and looking forward to seeing what what all that we're going to be doing this year. How about yourself? Oh, 100%. Like I am starting off this like last the I look at it from the perspective of this is a whole new decade. Yeah. Like it's not just a whole new year. It's a whole new decade. And with what I did and accomplished in the past decade and all the uh, from the amount of transformation that took place. I am so excited with the level of focus that I have for this next decade and, and what it will what it will bring for my company and for the, everything I want to create in this world. Awesome. So tell the audience a little bit more about yourself as well as your company. Um, I am Kimberly. I am, as Althea already gave me a fantastic introduction. <laughs> Sometimes when you hear your own bio back, you're like, holy crap, I have done a lot. <laughs> um, but I started out as a, a Pilates instructor and a storyteller. So I started out in the past decade. I was a screenwriter in Hollywood. And to support myself, I was uh, teaching Pilates on the side. And I really loved both. And the thing that I loved about teaching Pilates was I was looking at it, I was learning so much about how people think because I was processing my own 10-year battle with an eating disorder back then. And I also love screenwriting and how people's stories can shift and transform and how you can become the hero of your life. And I realized these commonalities between the stories that we tell ourselves, i.e. our mindset, and the stories that we see or watch or expose ourselves to. And after my film got, I I wrote a film called Bro. It got distributed by Lionsgate. It's out on Netflix. And I had that experience and it was like the culmination of a dream that I had wanted, but I found myself surprisingly not 100% fulfilled. And so I ended up hearing from a friend of a friend, because when you write a movie, you get extra tickets to the premiere. And I had lots of tickets, so I gave them out like candy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a friend of a friend had brought her son to the film and to the premiere. And I get a text from my friend two weeks later, and she says, 
oh my God, your film trained change this boy's life because the whole story of the film is about a young kid who tries to fit in with the cool crowd and he shifts his identity into you know doing drugs and being a drug dealer and mm-hmm. um, not the best you know life choices and this kid was modeling the same path and he saw the path and where it could lead and he heard from one of our lead actors who literally followed that same path right after the filming wrapped and he changed his life around. He stopped hanging around with the crowd that he was hanging out with. And he changed. And that was when I was like, holy moly, that's what I want to do with my life. I want to transform people. Yeah. And so at first I thought, okay, maybe it's through stories. Maybe it's through uh, coaching. Like I did, I started out doing like wellness and body image coaching to, to change people's mindsets around how they perceive their bodies. But I didn't find it to be fulfilling still. Um, And I loved business and I'd grown up with two entrepreneur parents. And so I had the opportunity after my film was released to become a partner in an e-commerce company. And I thought maybe that's it. And I really just allowed my myself to follow my curiosity. And so I was operating two businesses at the same time, running, growing an e-commerce company and running my own private Pilates studio. And I was learning so much in both areas of online business and of human-to-human connection and the powerful changes that you can have when you have a conversation and you shift someone's story. And after I was bought out of my e-commerce company back in 2014, I was sitting on the couch in my honeymoon and I was like, what the F am I going to do? Like, I have all these passions. I love writing and screenwriting and dancing. And I was a pageant girl and I, I love crowns and sparkly things. And I, I owned a business and I, you know, kind of figured out this relationship thing with my husband and mm-hmm. I figured out the body thing. And I was like, I literally leaped off the couch and I was like, crown yourself. And my husband's like, what, what's that? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. But that's the name of my company. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And it started out as a blog. Um, and it started out not profitable whatsoever. And I was scared. I had a lot of doubt after being bought out of my first e-commerce company. That was a, a, a very large challenge for me. Because prior to that, I'd been so audacious with just mm-hmm. like, oh, I had a goal. I'd go for it. Like I was like a freight train. But after that, that loss for me, that was a very crushing blow. And it caused me to have doubt that I'd never had before. And I'm so grateful for that year and a half of not profitability and and fear around uh, money and all of that, because now it allows me to relate to my clients who are starting their own businesses and growing their own businesses on such an empathetic level that it, it changes the game of the conversation because I have walked in the path of knowing the choices, the decisions, the, the energetic and emotional shifts that need to be made in order for you to grow and be successful and continuously successful month after month. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And so what, what's actually keeping you motivated to do in all of this? Oh, 100%. It's my son. Yeah. It, it started out as, as my son because that was the catalyst for me um, growing my business. Because even though I'd had the idea on my honeymoon, a year and a half of doubt will really kind of put the, put the stops on it. So I constantly stopped and started. And I wanted to do coaching, but I wasn't quite sure how. And I was tripping over that, that tyranny of how that sometimes we get caught up on of like, yeah. well, I don't know how to do it, so I'm not going to do it. 
Um, and I would try different things, but I really was dabbling. I wasn't going all in. And when I went all in was when I found out I was pregnant. And the woman that I was when I found out I was pregnant, I knew I did not want to be the mother of my child. <laughs> the woman that I <laughs> like, the woman that I was, I was, it was early 2016. I was broke. I was complaining every day. I was filled with blame. I was still blaming my former business partner for the buyout. And I was like, I, I just, I was a, not a pleasant person. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was pleasant and jovial, but I wasn't like, I was, I had such a negative mindset and such a mindset of scarcity mm -hmm. that when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, this is not who I want to be for my son. And I immediately enrolled in this coaching program to get certified in NLP and timeline therapy and hypnosis. And I got my first coach. And within three months, my business had gone from $100 a month to mm -hmm. $2,000. And it's been up from there. Wow, that's that is awesome. So why do some self why do some people self-destruct and others succeed? Oh, that's a great question. I think it really does have to do with your subconscious programming around three core beliefs. Okay. Um that one is that you're worthy of success. If you don't believe that you're worthy of success, you will sabotage the success that you have or you will prevent yourself from ever achieving it. Okay. If you don't believe that you're enough, if you're capable enough, smart enough, skinny enough, or whatever enough to have success at the level that you want to have it at, then that also is a belief that causes us to sabotage because we judge ourselves by who we want to be through the lens of who we are and not really recognizing that the, the challenges and steps that we take of courage that we take every single day to become that version of us who has, does, and is everything that we want, that's going to shape us into being enough and that you are enough just as you are to take the next step. Not a hundred steps, not, not a quantum leap necessarily, a hundred steps ahead, but you're right at the exact place and you have enough skills, enough resources, enough tools, enough knowledge to be able to take just the next step. And then I guarantee you, after you take that next step, you're going to have enough skills, enough knowledge, enough capability to take the next step after that. Mm -hmm. But we so often, I think the not enough belief, it, we, it comes from comparing ourselves to people are at, who, at, who are at mile 20 when we're still yes. back at mile two of our own marathon. And that's not really a fair comparison. Yeah. Um, and then the third belief is that we deserve it, that we deserve success. And I think that that one is a, it's both from family and society can be heavily programmed. Um, I found with, with certain religions that teach about what you deserve, um, sometimes it teaches it from a place of lack and scarcity. And I had to shift my belief around what I deserved because having grown up and experienced abuse as a child and um, being raped when I was older, um, I had to really shift my mindset around what I believed I deserved because I, I remember that putting myself in dangerous situations, especially with men back in my early 20s, simply because I thought I deserved to be punished. Mm, and so okay. I didn't think I deserved the success that I was having in, in the career that I wanted, or I didn't think I deserved the happiness that I was experiencing from doing something that I loved. And that 
belief will destroy you Mm -hmm. and your motivation from moving forward. So believing that you deserve it, believing that you're worth it, believing that you are enough as you are to take at least the next step, if not the next two, to move forward, that will change the game. Yeah, definitely. you also have to believe that the treasure is out there. Like you have to believe that it's possible that you will achieve it. Like you're not going to go after a dream if you think like, if, if you counter it with like, that's not going to happen. No, I have to be realistic. You're not going to go after it if you believe that. But if you believe in your heart and in your soul that that treasure is out there, that you are going after it full force and that when you get that treasure, whatever it is, maybe it's a business that you love, maybe it's having the marriage of your dreams, maybe it's having the body that you're just like so proud of, whatever it is, you have to believe that it is worth it once you get it Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. you are worth having it. Yeah, definitely. And one of the other things I think too that people uh, tend to forget is that there's a process that you you have to go through, and like you were saying, there's different there's steps that have to be taken in order for you to get to the next thing. But it's a, it it can be a slow process, but enjoy the slow process in the meantime, and enjoy the the the, the journey of it. Um, a lot of times, like you were saying, they they do a comparison. Uh, with uh, Joe Blow is like 20 steps ahead and yep. you're still on maybe two or three. And it's like, why am I not on uh, at least 10 or 12? It's like, well, because there's still a process that has to, that you have to go through in order for you to get prepared to go to that next level. So yeah, Amen. it does take, it's a, it's a slow process, but it is well worth it in the end. I guarantee you for sure. A hundred percent. It is. And it is a process. I say that there's no such thing as an overnight success. And somebody that you just happen to stumble upon, like um, a woman, I saw Rachel Hollis speak at Brendan Burchard's Influencer. Mm-hmm. And her big book that like transformed her business and her career was Girl, Wash Your Face. And she shared, she's like, guys, that was like my sixth book that I'd written. I wrote six books prior to that that weren't <laughs> successful, that barely anyone read, but it took the practice. And nobody really sees that practice of getting up and doing the work, even when you're not getting praise, even when you're not getting acknowledgement, but all you feel is that burning desire, that hunger to wake up, to do the work, to do that thing. And for me and for all of my clients, when they lose sight of their why, of their vision, that's when they go off course and they lose motivation. But when they connect to a deep soul, like why as to the fact that every experience they had in their life prepared them to serve doing that thing that they were meant to be doing, that changes the game. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So what what suggestions do you offer to people who, you know, made this experience disappointments and, and how did you actually handle disappointments in your own life? I've handled disappointments very gracefully and I've handled disappointments like a hot wreck. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. I highly recommend going with grace yeah. um, and going with faith and trust. But faith and trust is just like any other muscle. It takes work yes, and it takes going through challenge to strengthen it. And it takes going through stress to strengthen it and to keep that resolve alive that that thing that you're going after is worth it. And 
the the thing that I always check on with my clients is where, and I check on with myself too, is where is your focus? Yeah. And I can, I was literally working with um, a client who owns a multi-million dollar business today and she was so focused on the story and the fear and the emotion. Then when we got down into the nitty gritty of like actually looking at what the text on the contract said, she was like, oh, okay. She'd made all of these judgments and created all of these stories because she was so focused on that fear that she was building up. Yeah. And what, what happens is, is when you get focused on a story, your subconscious mind is automatically going to find more beliefs to back that up. They're going to find, oh, it's because what you focus on, you feed. So the more you're focusing on a disempowering story, on a story of ruin, as a lot of my high performers do, like when they experience a failure, it's not just like, oh, oops, I made a mistake. It's like, this will ruin me. It's very dramatic. Um, (laughs) But I've been there too, believe me. And taking a second and shifting your language, looking at how are you talking about the problem? And are you talking about the problem in a way that's actually finding the solution? Or are you talking about the problem in a way that is looking to commiserate and gain acknowledgement? Because a lot of times, especially for those who seek external validation and you need a lot of approval and you need like that people to praise you regularly, which is a lot of people that I work with. When <laughs> when you ha- when you are seeking that, you're go- when you're stuck in a problem, you're probably going to end up commiserating with other people, which creates community misery because people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, I totally agree," and they're going to come on your side. So it's going to reinforce subconsciously the belief that this person is bad or evil or whatever is going on, and the problem is ruinous or whatever. But when you shift your state, so this is what I did with my client this morning. I shifted her state. I said, we're going to shift you into the most empowering, positive, powerful state. And we got into a state, a physiological state that made her feel powerful and strong. Yeah. (laughs) And unshakable. And when she felt unshakable, then she could look at the situation from a different perspective. But you cannot change the problem from the same consciousness that created it. Albert Einstein said that. And so the quickest way to shift is to change your state. So go out for a run, go out, go turn on some music and dance, um, stand in a power pose. that makes you feel really strong. Like I, I used to do Krav Maga and like when I throw an elbow at my punching bag, I feel like freaking wonder woman and <laughs> like, like, but it shifts your state. So you're able to deal with the problem from a whole different emotional state which thus shifts the way that you perceive it. When you change the way that you perceive the problem, I, I, I say that the problem is not the problem. The problem is your perception of the problem. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times we look at the problem way bigger than it really is instead of just, like you said, just stepping back from the whole thing and refocus on even watching something as simple as cartoons or something yeah just to change your whole mindset video like who won't laugh there's a bunch of those out there for sure (laughs) yeah i mean and and the other thing is is that you are the thinker of your thoughts and you are the feeler of your feelings you are not the your thoughts and you are not your feelings and it is a practice of growing self-awareness to grow to become aware of what is the story that you are telling yourself 
Because what happens is, is when, especially when you're in a disempowering state, the ego wants to hold on to the belief that it's right. And so you're, that's the, one of the most common things that closes off minds in every aspect is the belief that you're right. Because suddenly you're right, they're wrong, and then it's just constant conflict yeah. versus being open to learning, being open to making a mistake. Like I have the belief that I'm always right, especially when, and it took me a while to get to that belief because I had to believe it because I wanted to shift the fact, the fear of being wrong. So I looked at all the decisions in my life and how they led so perfectly. The mistake of my uh, of my failed first marriage, the uh, the mistake, uh, the 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 ruinous apparently in my mind that's what it was of being bought out of my first e-commerce company. I looked at how all of those those experiences, how they turned out, was really right. My first marriage prepared me for my husband that I have now who I love and adore and we have an amazing son with. Yeah. And my, my e-commerce business taught me everything about publicity and, and marketing and I was able to test with that business and then implement this, uh, new strategies into my own business. And so I looked at all those mistakes and I decided that even if I make a mistake, even if I mess up, even if I say the quote unquote wrong thing, even if I have a wrong story that's playing in my head, I'll look at it. I'll allow for it to be the right choice because I will shift my perspective around it saying it was right for that moment, but it's not right for where I'm going. Yeah. And so I shift my perspective to finding that new story and then move forward from there. Awesome. Does that so, make sense? Oh, absolutely. Totally. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. So what suggestions can you offer to someone that may have a desire to pursue a lot of different things? Like, like you, your experience was you, you had to, you went through a lot of different, um, or participated in a lot of different things and acting and, and uh, writing. And um, I also saw that you won Miss uh, Congeniality. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But you know, they have people out there that are like, okay, I just don't know. What am I supposed to do? I'm really good at a lot of things, but what is the the, the which direction should I go in in pursuing whatever? Yeah. I don't know. What do I do? So I always recommend to follow your curiosity and trust that it is not wrong. Like you may think, especially when you're like, this is kind of crazy. Like I love it when my clients tell me when I get to their when I break down their success strategy of what has made them successful in like a project or a past business or in a past relationship, mm -hmm. more often than not, the, the statement is, this is going to sound crazy or this may seem crazy, but let's see how we can figure it out anyway. Hmm. And they figure it out on the spot in the present moment. And it's because they haven't gotten stuck into analysis paralysis or thinking that doing that thing that may sound crazy is wrong. Yeah. Because when you look at, it from the perspective of curiosity, it'll allow you to, to gather the learnings of what it is from that experience that you actually do want. Maybe it isn't the thing. Like for me, I thought screenwriting was the thing, but it turned out to, to be the catalyst for the thing that, that ignites my soul now. Do I think that 
screenwriting will come back into my life? Of course I do. Um, I just don't think it's in, in the season at this moment for the next couple of years. But in a couple of years, we'll see. Okay. But it, so I always say follow your curiosity. And then there are a couple of questions that I always ask. One is, what did you get in trouble for when you were a child? <laughs> like about four or five years old. Because that's going to give you some signs as to how you naturally are and what you're naturally good at and what your genius zone is that that sometimes people and parents, God bless them, but sometimes our parents have some crappy programming of their own that they like to pass down. Um, and for me, my um, my thing that I got in trouble for was challenging. I would challenge my dad on his behavior because I like to say I grew up with four dads and I had the really awesome sober dad and then I had the pill-popping dad, the stoner dad, and the alcoholic dad. And the alcoholic dad was a very big jerk. Um, And I look back and I would challenge my dad on his behavior when he would come home when he would not be sober. Now, as a five-year-old, I didn't know that that's probably not the best time to engage in conversation is with someone's drunk. Um, but you live and learn. And I was able to, uh, I look back at that and I'm like, oh, okay, what did I get in trouble for? Challenging people to rise into their highest and best. Well, what do I do now for a living? I challenge people to rise into their highest and best because I see the person that they want to become, the person that they are becoming, and I see how I can challenge them to rise into that, to champion them, to move into that that behavior that they desire to be operating in. Um, the other thing I look at is what did you want to be when you're about four or five years old before any plagiarized programming or people said, oh, that's not realistic. Well, look at the qualities of who you were back then and what were you doing back then that really was different. And for me, I was writing and directing shows and performing as the lead and do, do highlighting stories of princesses and strong female princesses, not like the weak Cinderella sleeping beauty need to be kissed by a man sort of princesses. And I, and I was selling products at my birthday parties outside to the parents um, for people could purchase. So I was an entrepreneur. I was a director. I was a performer and I was the producer of these, these shows. And I was telling stories, all of which I now do now. I now do now. I do now in my business. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the thing is that when you can look to who did you want to be, you may not actually be exactly that, but you're going to find something that's in the, that vein. Mm-hmm. So one of my colleagues, um, she is a midwife and a shaman. And who she wanted to be when she was a five, four or five years old was a nurse and a and a nun. So she she the commonalities there are similar character traits as to what you're doing as to what she's doing now and as same with what I'm doing now. And when you can look at that and you can deduce what are the common character traits that I had, maybe it was being bold, maybe it was organizing uh large productions, maybe it was putting on shows, maybe it was how, how did you show up as a leader as a child and then looking at what were you told not to do mm-hmm. um, and see how that is allows you to bridge the gap between where you are now to where you want to be. 
Yeah, yeah. So parents of five-year-olds, watch their habits. See what yes. they're doing because what they're doing now is what they're going to be doing when they get older. <laughs> Ideally, if, if you don't put like play, put on plagiarized programming on them and tell them that yeah. they have to be a certain way. I, like for me, I don't want my son to be a carbon copy of me. I want mm -hmm. him to be his own person. Right. I also want him to have strong boundaries and strong decision-making skills. So we work on how to make decisions, not what to decide. Yeah. Yeah. So Kimberly, where do you see yourself, let's say a year from now? Oh, I see myself hosting an extraordinary retreat at a castle along with being a two-time published uh, author. My first solo book is coming out this year and then I am also following it up with a fiction book getting back into storytelling because I do believe that uh, stories can change just as much as a good self-help or personal development book can um, and hosting and, and speaking on tons of stages and being on a lot of podcasts yes. I mean I see I see where my business is and I also see my husband and I being able like just traveling even more than we are now like yeah. it's and, and being able to live in another country again with our children okay cool yeah so do you and do you have any upcoming events um uh for this year or and you said you have a book coming out or you already have a book that's coming out um for this year Yes, I do. It's called Mindful Meals, How to Dethrone Food Fears and Reign in a Body that Rules. Okay. And it is all about how I reprogram my mindset from 10 years of bulimia. And then I have my Crowns Council Mastermind coming up in a couple weeks. And then we, I will be speaking at Hyperconscious Live in Boston in April, along with uh, a tour of Australia in March, which I'm very excited for. That that tour is more for my husband because he does speaking as well, because uh, he's kind of famous in the anime community. But it's we'll be hosting some events down in Australia too, which I'm very excited about. Awesome. Awesome. Now, where can people find you on social media and what's your website? You can go to crownyourself.com. And when you go there, you can download my You Are Worthy hypnosis to dethrone that one massive belief of, of worth so that if there's any lingering subconscious programming that may think that you're not worthy of your dreams, download the hypnosis and we will excavate that belief so that you fully go for what you want. And then you can also contact me directly on DMs at Kimberly.Spencer on Instagram. And you can follow my company for amazing quotes and inspiration at Crown Yourself Now on Instagram as well. All right. And can, um, where can people purchase your book as well? You can pre-order my book on my website at crownyourself.com. So what inspiring word would you like to leave with this listening audience? Possibility. Yeah. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. Definitely. You know what, Kimberly, it has been an awesome time that I've been, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And then you've, you've taken me up a whole nother level in, in, in as well. And, um, you know, sometimes people that uh, do inspiration, they also have to be inspired as well. So I appreciate you very much. And thank you so much for being on the show today. 
Absolutely. I appreciate you so much. And those words that you just said to me, Althea, they mean so much to me. Taking people up another level is like what I believe I was put on this planet to do. So the fact that I could do it within our short span of time together is such an honor to me. Thank you for sharing this space with me. You are very welcome. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration, Monday edition. You guys have an awesome day. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations, the Monday edition. If you enjoyed what you heard, subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a comment about the show. If you are interested in being a part of this show and want to be a guest and share your inspirational story, email me at W-O-V-E inspiration at gmail.com. This is Althea. I hope you guys have an awesome day. Keep moving forward and God bless.